Hello and welcome to another episode of Faith Talk, where we talk all things theology, religion, and life's tough questions. I'm Oliver, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Peyton. Welcome to an online edition of Faith Talk. Yeah, so as you can see, this is kind of a new format for us. Um, these two guys, Peyton and Sammy, are actually off to college right now, which is why we have to do this online meeting. But yeah, we're happy for these guys getting a good education. And yeah, so today our guest is our producer, Sammy. So, Sammy, thanks so much for being on the show. Of course. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want to miss it. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. So yeah it would, I guess it would be a little just... awkward if you missed it. Yeah, we wouldn't. We wouldn't I guess even, it would be like. Even online, we still need you to help with the microphone. So, <laughs> yeah. In our, in our group chat, you know, if I missed it, yeah, again, that would that would be awkward. Be a little um, awkward, yeah. Just, just a little, a little bit. bit. That's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I have some business cards, though. I should start handing them out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, we have a radio station here on campus. Hey, there you go. Wow. I got to make a stop down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's doing yeah, promoting. Right there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we just might as well just dive right into today's conversation, mm-hmm. which, um, Sammy, mind introducing? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, throughout, I mean, we've talked about a little about this on a weekly word on Wednesday, but... Our topic today will be music and anything music related. It's a very broad say, topic, say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can say yeah. that that's my, well, I wouldn't say expertise because I, as you know, as you learn, especially in college where there's so many different people who have so many different talents, you know, but I'd like to, I like to say, you know, I'm my, I'm my own at home professional. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So this um, is your moment for your your shameless plug for your music before we get into the yeah. conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you go go follow. Uh, you know all platforms. Uh, S4M. We got a song for Mochi. We got Mochi P. We got all those things. You know, um, some beats. If anyone wants to have some beats, um, the the uh, Faith Talk theme song is a beat yeah. that I made a, a little while before and. Now, now it's the face of tick, of faith talk. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're gonna be famous one day, man. Watch, <laughs> I'm claiming it right now, right here on this recording. So we'll one day, about, we'll see about that. You know, we'll see. Maybe down the line, you're gonna have to come back to this. You're gonna be like, wow, Oliver called it. <laughs> be out in the studio, you know. <clears throat> you know, music is like it's, it's such a broad topic. I think it's one of those examples of something that is one of the most powerful things that God gave us. It's both one of our greatest blessings, and it's also one of the things that the devil has abused so much. So, it's... The devil attacks everything that's most sacred, I guess. And I think music is one of the most sacred things. Yeah. It's it's crazy, because... So, uh, I just started my classes this week, and uh, my first... Uh, my first day on Monday, I had a class, and so I started. It. It's called Intro to Music, and so my uh, major isn't exactly music. It's, you know, just one of the uh, fine arts credits that I needed. I, I love music, so I thought, you know, let's let's take this. And there's there's a lot of people in that class. There's something like 50, 50 people. And um, but uh, the first day, what we did is we went through some tracks, and the professor he was saying, "All right." He played. Um, he played some music, and then he said, or he played some audio, and then he said, "All right, 
so would you describe this as music? And he would go through and he asked, you know, people the definition of music. And one of the pieces that he played is by a, I guess they would say, controversial composer. And you can look him up on Spotify and things. There's a song called 433, in the essence of 4 minutes and 33 seconds. The song has been performed by many people. And what's weird is it's different every single time. Because there's nothing. What? There's nothing? Yeah. I, I looked, uh, after he started playing it, I looked it up on Spotify and played it at full volume. There's no sound in the... So, so it's just four minutes and 33 seconds of silence. Of silence. How does and, one play and, that differently? Well, because so so the way he played it for us is that he showed a performance of 433. So the pianist walked up to the piano sat down and closed the lid and sat there <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny and and then and he, at one point he opened it up and then closed it again <laughs> just to emphasize the silence and that's what's that's what's so strange and people actually like put the definition to music of it and in an essence it is and that's why I say it's different every single time because that music opens the doors of your own listening, right? So whatever's going on while you're listening to that song is that song for you. So your first time listening to that song will not be the same at any time, which is weird. So it's it's a very, again, why music is such a broad topic. It's so abstract. It's mm. very different. Uh, it's called four, th- 4 Minutes and 33 Seconds by John Cage, if you ever look it up. It's that's strange. that's the epitome of modern art and culture and music. <laughs> it's yeah, so it abstract. <laughs> yeah, and the thing about this is that this piece wasn't done modern. Or okay, it was in modern times, but it's it was made in 1991. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. So you'd think you know, like you're thinking like abstract art, like someone put a blank canvas and said, you know imagine it or something like that it's kind of the same thing but you'd think that's more 2000s era 2010s but you know 1990s i was surprised when i saw that you know i feel like we have we have music in practically every environment we go into and it serves a different purpose many times and i think it's one of those things we've talked a lot about movies as well on the podcast Mm. about how you can take even out of a secular movie or film tv show you can take spiritual applications. You feel like we can do the same thing with music? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And well, <laughs> speaking of music and movies, there's, uh, I remember a long time ago, I watched a YouTube video, and it was people took the music out of popular movies, and one of them was Indiana Jones. And it was just him on a horse galloping through canyons. And it's, it's just like, <laughs> it, it just continues because like in different scenes, you know, and the, the, mu- the music is what makes it dramatic. You know, that's, that's why it can be both um, bringing in spiritual aspects. That's why music and spiritual and personal aspects. That's why music um, has such a big impact on people. And that's why it's so powerful is that it has the, has the making to make people feel a certain way Mm. so in the same way that horror movies there's even some sounds in horror movie soundtracks that are inaudible to our ears but you can feel them and like and that's on purpose to make people on edge you know 
it's music is a in a way it's a feeling you know in in your own in your own perspective you'll feel something different yeah it's it's crazy how um how powerful music can be uh you and me saying we're kind of on the same wavelength about how like the different the musics and sounds and movies can they can even affect your emotions music can it can warp and make you feel things that you either didn't intend to feel or maybe you were feeling and then now it amplifies that feeling but just to kind of bank off that earlier today i was watching princess and the frog it's a good movie if you haven't seen it, you should watch it and mm-hmm. it was the scene where the little firefly died spoiler alert but it was the scene where the little firefly died and they were playing this really really sad instrumental piece and for whatever reason the thought popped to my, into my mind what if they played the song danger zone from top gun over that scene and just it would i was thinking about it, it, was, it would completely change the mood of that scene like, it wouldn't be sad anymore you'd be like either confused you'd be happy it was like wow that's crazy just how that just simply by changing the music you change the entire mood of a of a scene or an event I guess that is very true. You could change a drama into a comedy very quickly just <laughs> with the music. <laughs> oh, that's so true. And, you know, it, it kind of takes it back to realizing where the core of it is in the world today. It's like, it's about feeling, you know. There's so much that God has given us that gives us good feelings. It's kind of like, like dopamine, right? It gives us yeah. this, this, this high of feeling good. And it can be used for good or for evil. And that's one of the reasons I think it's so dangerous to be completely guided by those feelings, right? Because then it can lead you down a dangerous road. We can, like, control it, right? We can say, okay, I'm in a bad mood. I'm going to listen to, like, a small amount of these sorts of songs. But I also need to control myself so that I'm not spending my entire life just listening to that. And it literally, like, music in and of itself can control your life and your moods in a way, which is a, a kind of a crazy thing to think about. I don't know if we think about that very often yeah yeah that's uh like for sure like that's that's a big thing and sometimes it is the feeling of the music because you'll listen to a song and be like this is such a happy song it makes you feel happy and sometimes you don't even look at the lyrics like like before the lyrics like you look at the lyrics it feels like a happy song right it feels and that's just because of the way it's composed you know and right and some some artists do that on purpose and I know that I've done a little bit of that is that, you know, you change the feel by adding different sounds, you know, and even it, it can be in the same key, the same, you know, it will sound all right together, but it will completely change it from a sad sounding song to into a happy sounding song. And uh, that's, uh, and again, while lyrics are something that we should always be aware of as well, um, sometimes with taken taken with a grain of salt sometimes they won't affect the feel of the song that's an interesting point okay okay well to kind of bank off that um the whole lyrics thing i would actually say it is really important to to kind of know what you're listening to even if it doesn't affect the mood of your song my aunt always said that your brain is like a a tape recorder it's going to play back what it hears and even if you don't realize what you're listening to I found myself doing this many times where I'd just be walking along and I start singing a song. And I'll just sing the lyrics to that song and then, you know, I didn't even realize what I was saying 
at the when I heard the song, but now here I am, I'm saying it out of my mouth because I didn't pay attention to those lyrics. And just by the fact that it's now a musical tune and it's stuck in your head, now it's something you're saying, just singing randomly. And so mm-hmm. that's that's kind of why it's important to, to know those what you're listening to before you listen to it. It's because you could find yourself saying those same things without knowing the harm or damage of what you're doing. Yeah. The, the, the devil can sneak in in that way, right? Because there's mm-hmm. so much good music out there. But you could even find, even in Christian music, you find some songs that if you don't listen to the lyrics, you don't realize what you're feeding yourself. It's kind of like what you were saying, Oliver, about how in that scene in The Princess and the Frog, if you would change the song, it totally changes the whole thing. But if we change the lyrics and have the same beat, kind of like what you were saying, Sammy, sometimes you don't notice it, but it's still there subconsciously. And even uh, Pastor, Pastor K gave a sermon not too long ago where he was talking about the idea of self-denial. Right, which is one of those unpopular things about, about the Christian walk. And he said, even if you listen to our Christian music today, who's it all about? It's all about me. About me, me, me. It's like, it's ideas that are, can be very damaging seep in where we least expect them. Like, even, friends, even when you're listening to your gospel music, you got to be careful what you're actually consuming. Because you may not realize it, but something you're listening to could actually be damaging. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the truth. And like Oliver's saying, I think, you know, I I think it's never my place to, you know, uh, say, like, I listen to a lot of different music. And so, you know, it's never my place to, you know, say uh, what anyone should listen to. But it's always good to know what you're listening to, especially yeah. lyrically. Um, because, yeah, like I was saying, and like Oliver was saying, you know, if you put those two together, like, the music can make you feel a certain way without you making without you realizing what the lyrics are and then you're listening to it and like you said then it's like a tape recorder you know so it's yeah still i i always just say you know definitely know what you're listening to that's a really good point because like you said we're, we're not trying to like we're not calling out any particular song right we're making overarching yeah, yeah. statements so you're exactly right really what it is about is about knowing what you're listening to being aware mm-hmm. and there are songs, there's so much good music, and it goes the other way too, right? Sometimes the church will call out a certain type of music and say, oh, all rap is bad or whatever like that. I think we said before, rap gets a bad rap. It's like, well, hold on, <laughs> listen to the lyrics, and you may change your mind. You may be justified too. It depends on what song you're listening to, but you can't make that overarching statement. The only over- overarching statement we can make is know what you're listening to. Yeah, and <laughs> I always have to bring up this... Uh, this quote because i mean it always it always seems to come up in like biblical discussions uh it's one quote that i texted peyton uh when he was up on stage <laughs> and it's star wars quotes <sighs> only a sith deals in absolutes um you know you gotta i mean that's one thing you gotta be careful with absolutes especially it's such a broad topic about music so like you were saying you can't say all rap is bad you know but then again you can't say all christian music is extremely healthy either like um you've gotta again it's it's such a broad topic that the only thing that's great to say is know what you're listening to know what's know what's going on yeah yeah absolutely um and it's often it's often debated should christians listen to secular music um you know i think it's absolutely fine just like as you were saying as long as you know what you're listening to um i think this is something we discussed 
in our old Bible class back during senior year. But the, the question was, can Christians listen to secular music? And then somebody said, well, yeah, but I think what happens is a lot of people think that what will happen is you'll almost start to be like mind controlled of like, you're listening to this music, maybe it's about drugs or something, and then all of a sudden you find yourself doing drugs. Well, it can be like that sometimes, you know, like if you don't pay attention to what you're listening to, you might find yourself in that hole, which is why it's so important to know what you're listening to. It's okay to listen to those, that type of music. Just realize what you're listening to and have control over your mind. We have a yeah, raised hand. hand. Sorry, raise my <laughs> hand. Um, yeah, no. I Okay, I, I hope this is okay for me to bring up, but it's similar to a conversation that I had with Peyton uh, last year. Um, and and it, I know it was brought up also in our senior Bible class is that bring, we bring up the point, is it okay then to eat pork? Now, I would say that these can go, in a way you can make a point with what we said with that, that can go along with music, is that if it's like if it's a problem with someone else and someone else's i guess you can say salvation if it's if it's something that's holding someone else back then that's i would say that's when it's definitely something to reconsider um but when it's you know i think you know in your own choices in your own conviction you know you can make you know you have you realize what is right and wrong you know and and again as long as you know you know what's going on but again i think you really want to now okay i say that but also there are also times when you can't be passive and right. that is not my intent uh, in saying that because while yes you don't want to um you don't want to mess with anyone else's salvation you never want to be passive especially with your beliefs and i would say that there are also there's also a time to be straightforward and to call out sometimes the most, I guess you say, devout church members, because there's time you, you never want to do it in a rude way, but per se, like different music, you know, that you're playing. And, you know, if someone's saying you're going to go to hell because of this music, and even if it's, you can say it's Christian rap, right? But people are saying, you know, this, this and that, I, I think it's, that's definitely a time to maybe point out your own belief system and point out your beliefs and um i mean this is a, this is faith talk you know this mm -hmm. is talking about faith that's what you yeah. want to say well, that's <laughs> it's yeah. very true there's a lot there um yes there's always times to call people out i mean for one based on that last thing you just said nobody ever has the right to tell anybody they're going to hell but god alone like that, mm -hmm. that, that i'm sorry that drives me up a wall uh, there's yeah. certainly times to make discernment. There's certainly times to say what you're doing is wrong. But you can never say that what you're doing is certainly going to lead you to hell because we don't know where that person's at with Christ. Only a, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's, it's true. It's, it's an absolute statement of somebody's heart that we can't know. The heart is extremely complicated. But, you mm -hmm. know, more, more broadly, kind of back to what you brought up, um, what we're really talking about almost is things that are not inherently bad they can become bad, right? When Paul was mm -hmm. talking about those things, and Paul talked about c certain meats and things like that, he was saying, look, to me, it's not a problem. I'm right with God, it's okay. 
But he also said, if that thing will cause another brother to stumble, then I will never do that thing again in order to not cause that brother to stumble. Anything right. we do to cause somebody to stumble, unless, of course, it's a, it's a righteous thing you're doing, uh, is a problem, even if it's not inherently bad. Like, say you're watching a, a movie, and, and somebody in the audience or somebody who's near you doesn't approve of that movie. It's sometimes not worth the fight, and you may be causing more issues by uh, dying on a hill that you ought not be dying on as a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's it, an excellent point. Um, um, but everybody has their own walk of faith, and different things make different people stumble. So at the end of the day, it just comes down to being respectful of what may come in the way of this person and God. Uh, you know, for me, like, me personally, I don't mind swearing. But if I'm if I am around a person I know who doesn't like swearing, I'm not going to swear, and that's just out of respect for that other person. Yeah, it's um, I'm glad Peyton you actually you know remembered more of what Paul said because it's um, exactly what you said. It's 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 on someone else's own someone's own conviction, you know, and so you know what will make someone stumble, what will not, and uh, I. that's why again you gotta say only a Sith deals in absolutes and when talking about these type of things and faith and you know well it's sometimes you don't want to say the word but religion uh, and spirituality you know you never um, you never want to say this will do this this will do this this is bad it's hard to say those different things unless it's clearly indicated you know right Um, well I, I think we're making a distinction here right we're making a distinction between something that is clearly morally abhorrent, right? You, you have the, the category of mm-hmm. things that are just, they're wrong. And then like you have the, the category of things... Right, the, the Ten Commandments, uh, they're, yeah. they're a reflection of God's character. They, they explain uh, the moral laws of how the world works. And then we have the things that are not mentioned in Scripture, like rap music or science fiction or horror I movies. I don't believe it was around at that time. But no, no, it wasn't, which means that you, you cannot categorize it as inherently wrong. Which is one of the mistakes the church makes often is we, we, we make up our own rules for what is inherently wrong, as opposed yeah. to saying, okay, let's let's bring our biblical principles to this, let's talk about this, let's not make any ra- irrational statements of overarching umbrella of this is entirely wrong, and let's think reasonably about this. And and, and unfortunately, we typically don't do that. Yeah, you know, I I also think it's important to point out that there may be things that aren't in the Bible that we also know to be wrong. Yes. Like this, just because it's based off of biblical principles. For for an extreme example, I believe pedophilia isn't like explicitly mentioned in the Bible, but it's pretty obvious that's wrong. Exactly. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, something that well, Pin, you always say this, and it's it's a st- it's a phrase that I didn't understand until recently. Like you know, when I hear you saying it more, I start seeing it other places. It's it's uh, absolute truth versus, you know, truth that is not necessarily not absolute. Yeah. You know, and so um, what that and for anyone who doesn't understand that statement is absolute truth is something that is set in stone. That's something that most everyone will commonly agree on is something that is is an absolute. And that's when you can say, you know, dealing that absolute. But there's so many things outside of it where. Well, then it's not an absolute truth. Therefore, you can't deal in those absolutes. You know, so we're talking about absolutes. 
another another word you could use in a similar vein would be extremes, right? We, we've mentioned a few mm. extremes. Um, we're talking like music in the church in general. Uh, a verse that I think can be used to demonstrate the extremity of both sides of our, our spectrum of the church is the woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8. She's brought to Christ and Christ says to her, neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more. Now, what I've seen is that either you're a church, you're either a, neither, I, neither do I condemn you church, or you're a go and sin no more church. Never mm-hmm. do you find a neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more church. It's usually one or the other. It's either we're all love with absolutely no moral discernment, or we're all moral discernment with no love. And, and that's what you find. It, and unfortunately, it seems that we're, willi- we're more willing to die on a rock of like rap music versus dying on a rock of moral value. We, we, we seem to have a very messed up imbalance of the fights we're willing to have in a lot of churches. Mm. And that, that concerns yeah. me because and, rap music is not the hill you ought to die on. Yeah, and, and that's why I said earlier, um, it's a scary word to bring. I don't really like to bring or even say this word a lot of times when I'm talking to anyone uh, is the word religious and religion because um while you know it's something that i used to use a lot you know say religion classes religion you know but that war it religion is something that can often be associated in whatever religion you're in with extreme extreme values and so that's why you know i always want to say you know spirituality you know your own faith and that's why i love you know faith talk rather religion talk and i'm not saying religion is like a bad word you know it's religion is a bad thing you know i would say i stand with the um, most values of the seventh day adventist church they're what um, most of my beliefs are in but before any of that you know my loyalty lies with god with jesus i am a child of god before anything you know and so I think that's um, to be clear on the statement of you know religion is something hard hard to say. Well, yeah, I think you're I think you're absolutely right, Sammy. I think nowadays religion can almost be switched out with the word tradition. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody follows something very strictly, they follow it religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I guess that's why religion kind of gets a bad rap because nowadays it's just looked at as a list of all these old traditions that a lot of them are outdated. Well, yeah, I mean, Stereotypes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. so you gotta look, when you talk about like religion, you gotta look at, okay, how did Jesus interact with the religious people? When in doubt, look at what Jesus did. And yeah. the people Jesus had the biggest problem with, the people that Jesus got in the biggest scuffles with, were the religious and political leaders of the day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the, these guys who were so stuck in their traditional ways that they couldn't see the the heart of God. They lost the heart of God because they were so focused on the laws of God. But what they failed to realize is that the laws of God come from the heart of God. Like the Ten Commandments reflect his character. They they kind of forgot about his character and became extreme legalists or extreme traditionalists. So the word religion has gotten a bad rap, but that doesn't mean religion is bad. I mean, Christ said, true religion in the sight of God is caring for the orphans and the widows. So what he's saying is, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because the baby's holy. But but instead, we, we we understand that religion is not the way the way the world sees religion is not what it's supposed to look like. Mm. Yeah, let's just uh, I I just want to bring back some statements about music. Um, <laughs> first of all, I'd love to I'd love to say that there are 
um, oh, just to lighten up some mood. Um, so we uh, last year when we were you know uh, senior Bible class, we talked about the different religions of the world, and there was um, the Sikh religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved their music. Their music, like that they played uh, for you know services and everything. It was. I, I just thought it was so cool, largely because it had so much percussion in it. You know, I'm a percussionist. I love, you know, drums, anything with a beat. You know, I, I say I, my heart lives to a beat, a consistent, like, I have to stay on beat, you know, with anything that's happening. Um, but, like, I I love, you know, the sound of their music. And, again, you know, just because it's a different religion than I am um, doesn't mean, you know, I can't enjoy some music from them, you know, go you know, listen to what it's like. Um, I I thought that was, I thought it was really cool music. More really cool music is um, 21 Pilots. Uh, shout out 21 Pilots, uh, Tyler Joseph and Josh Dunn. Oh, that brings up a really good point in music. Okay, 21 Pilots, 21 Pilots, guys. So, let me tell you a story. Uh, so, Tonal Pilots, they are a band that has been one of my favorite bands since 7th grade. I know that their uh, fan base gets a large stereotype, and I don't necessarily fit that stereotype. <laughs> and um, Yeah, but uh, still one of my favorite bands because they, they just are. And so, they're actually Christians. They're both Christians. Um, and so, the storyline, their albums have storylines. And the storyline of especially uh, some of the past couple reflect a story of salvation, but getting tired of a city where the fire is going out. And I love, so the last, so there's an album called Trench, which is the second to last album. And the last song on the album, I love one of the lines because it says, I'm tired of tending to this fire. Um, I've used up all I've collected and I've sin- singed my hands, right? And it's like, I, I, you know, you never really truly know um, when, uh, when you haven't met the artist what their inspiration was for lyrics. But knowing that they're Christians, I would love, to, I love that lyric because I, I somehow just have a feeling that that's very tightly close, close related to Christianity and uh, and not just that, but the awaiting of the second coming, because you know he's just like so. The whole album, the name of the song is "Leave the City." Um, he's ready to leave the city. He's tired of tending to the fire that is, you know, seems to be going out, and he's he's ready to go back home. Uh, and so the chorus it goes, "They know that it's almost over," you know. And stuff like that, you know, you can take it very cryptic levels, but mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I, I love pointing that and using that as something that's related to the second coming. Sorry, that was a long story, a long, <laughs> but anyways, that was my off-topic thing. Not off-topic. What do you mean off-topic? That, that's very on-topic. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, and, it's and interesting. Again, oh, oh, sorry. I just wanted to point out this secular artists who. I think, again, when you can find secular artists that maybe, you know, don't have the best intentions, but there's also secular artists who want to hint, you know, who put in good values, good morals, and so on. There's so much there. Oh, my goodness. 
So, first of all, something I noticed about that is, like, you, you talk about, like, secular artists who point to God, but also, you know, because that song doesn't explicitly mention God, right? There are also two books in the Holy Bible that don't even mention the name of God, right? Mm-hmm. So, we, we look at Scripture itself and see that his name isn't explicitly mes- mentioned in Esther or the Song of Songs, and yet it's still in the Holy Bible, which must mean that it still is pointing to God, even if it's not directly stated. Which is which I find just fascinating, and that that of course brings us back to the idea that you can find God even in the secular world. You can still find His footprint. You can find His fingerprints everywhere. Right. Yeah. And that's why it's one of the reasons why I love their band so much uh, uh, with their music. You know, all so many different things. But yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, for whatever reason, just the the visual of like um, pottery. Or like a clay model, and the, the creator's creating it. And when you think about clay, you leave your fingerprints behind on what you've created. So that just that kind of visual just popped into my mind. I thought that was cool. Oh yeah, that that illustration is used throughout scripture of the idea that he's the potter, we're the clay. I, I love the verse that even says, uh, "You are the clay, he's the potter." Is the, is the clay to say to the the one who made it, "Why did you make me this way?" Like, hold on. We're, we're down here. We're the ones with the fingerprints all over us. We're covered in God's fingerprints. And, and one of those ways is through our gifts and things like music, right? We've, mm-hmm. we've been given a gift in, in many different areas. We, we all have different gifts. And one of the gifts, I think, at least you two, I don't know if I'm so gifted in music, but you two definitely have music gifts. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I always, you know, I always want to... Um, especially in worship and worship and music is something it's a whole new topic that I guess can be debated, but also at the same time is uh, something that's really sprung out is entire worship sessions of music. Uh, that's something that's become more modern, more, um, well, actually not necessarily, but it's coming back as, you know, mm. entire church services of music. Um, and I say that it's more modern, but then I took it back because if you think about, um, I mean, cathedrals, um, the entire services of music would be done in those. And so uh, I don't want to say it's too modern, but um, in worship and music, uh, you know, you always want to make sure and remember that who you're doing this for. And, you know, I always, especially on Sabbath, you know, try to remind myself, you know, I'm one, I'm not doing this for me, but as, as well this isn't coming from me either. Right. None of none of this that flows out of me, you know, is necessarily of my own. You know, it's this is something, you know, that I'm I'm helping to share with others and as well as you know, wanting to worship with others and give praise. You know, kinda kinda like when you when you talk about like the gifts of music and that it's not about us and stuff like that, I'm reminded of how Paul I think one of the ways Paul avoided being arrogant was how he, he boasted of his infirmities. He literally said, like, I'm going to brag about the miserable wretch that I am to remind myself that any good thing that I do is not of me. I, I just mm-hmm. find that fascinating when it comes to our kids. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, just... when you're talking about music, like, up on stage, right, I was reminded of how some of my best memories involving music were not on stage, actually. So, so a couple moments recently, like, after events here on the college campus, like, there'll be small groups, you know, and they'll, they'll be just standing around in a circle outside at night, and they'll just start kind of, like, singing hymns, you know, no no instrumental, no direction, just random people. And, you know, I don't I don't ever sing up front. 
but I'll join in, you know, I'll get in the circle and singing hymns together, like, the other day, we all started singing, I've decided to follow Jesus, and uh, I had mentioned once we finished singing it, man, every time I hear that song, I just think of that story behind the song, every time, and Pastor K turned to me, and was like, well, you gotta tell the story, so then he's like, now tell the whole story, to the whole." and I just ended up telling the whole story to the whole group of people, and it's like, you form these memories through music, often unscripted, you know, just off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, and, oh, that's something I love to cover on, and, um, you know, I always try to, you know, look for meaningful lyrics when I'm writing, you know, lyrics, if I'm writing a song, um, and though I'm not, I, I guess I would say I'm writing more secular music, you know, I always want to have symbolism, you know, meaning, you know, I, for every lyric and um that's that's something i love about artists and that's um is their symbolism and their way to tell a story their way to share their own experience in a way that is exploited through music through song is something that then is so powerful and uh another hymn that i love the story for behind it is in one of my favorite hymns um I will say I don't know a lot of hymns, um, but it is well is I love that hymn and the story behind it is so powerful. Um, just really like extremely brief explanation is um, the guy who wrote it, he lost everything. He he lost, you know, his family, you know, his and his I mean, his everything. Yet he was able to write those words it is well in my soul and uh, bringing faith back to music I think that it's almost a good way to close off this you know this talk is that no matter what always know what's going on with music but it can always point you back to God and you know I love those lyrics it is well in my soul because God is with me I love that. Isn't it interesting how so many of those like classic hymns have a somewhat of a solemn background to them? Like, of course, it is well as an example, and, and also I've decided to follow Jesus is literally about the whole family dying, but then mm -hmm. it, it leads to something greater. It leads to the whole village being converted, or even even the most prominent example of Amazing Grace, which is written by a a slave trader who drove across the seas with slaves saying in his Amazing Grace, uh, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saves the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And it's these songs written by these people who had horrible things happen to them, but they they rejoice nonetheless. And I think that's a very uplifting thing about music. That mm -hmm. it can, these, a lot of the times, the best music is written by people who went through trouble, because then afterwards they can, they can tell that story through music in a way that they can't even express any other way. Yeah, yeah. Music's the ultimate form of expression. It's just something about a, a BPM and a key that just just gets you writing. But um, I think we're about out of time for this episode. I think we're about landing the plane here. So thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace yeah. out. God bless. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Fate Talk. Check us out on all of our socials. That'll be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and all the above. We also are on YouTube. And subscribe to all our channels, you know, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, things like that. And be sure to check out our merch store. It not only supports us, but it helps us bring you higher quality content.
Yeah, and remember, we got a weekly word on Wednesday every week on Get This Wednesday. And episodes come out first of the month. Thanks so much for watching. Hopefully we'll catch you on the next one. God bless.